storms are finally upon us, 364 days later than previously planned. It was always going to be a peeled back affair, but the host put on a good show for us, all things considered. Pierre de Coubertin even got a few shout-outs. Fans of the show will be delighted to hear. Was it a classic? No. Was it emotional? Absolutely. Ultimately, it was a ceremony overshadowed by the events of the last 18 months, and these will be a games of which questions will be continued to be raised. However, there were also flashes of hope and triumph during today's event. And undoubtedly, the next 16 days will bring many more moments of unity, solidarity, and maybe even a bit of sport. Chris, it's happened. It's finally happened. We waited so long and it finally happened. What did you think of it? It was a slow burner, but it grew on me as particularly the second half after the Parade of Nations, it really started to blossom and uh, I really enjoyed it. I thought there were so many elements, um, you know, the carpentry segment, the dancing, which were brilliant. And the spectacularness of it was no doubt a little bit lost by the fact that they had to shave their performers by about Mm. 2000. Um, But yeah, I did like a bit of a throwback, which we love, that the rings were made out of uh, pines that were planted for the 1964 games. Amazing. My favorite fact from it all, particularly seeing as we Ah. just had Tokyo 1964. Pines and spruce trees grown from the seeds brought over from other nations that year and uh, were used to create the wooden rings. Uh, Beautiful. Really beautiful. Let's, sorry, go ahead. You know, you said the Parade of Nations, mm. so let's go into that because Ireland absolutely played to the crowds. They were coming out forth <laughs> anyway. They went out, they took a bow to the people of Japan. Surely Ireland are the favourites now going into every single event. <laughs> well, you know, uh, there are so many highlights of it. It's hard to beat shiny Tongan Pete Taufatofao. <laughs> that was uh you know that was a real crowd favorite even without any crowds there speaking of shiny latvia and luxembourg really stepped up their shiny outfit game uh, i love the party vests from uh dominica the pants from mozambique the magic hats from kyrgyzstan but it wasn't a piece of clothing that really stood out to me and shone brightly it was an athlete and it wasn't the shiny Tongan. It was right at the beginning, and Iceland's female flag bearer, Snefridir Jornardottir, Jornardottir's bright, hot sunburn. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> I, I, I also felt the Dutch looked like they need to put on the Factor 50 bit, but yeah. Um, <laughs> That, that's okay. Everyone remember, it's still very hot out. Make sure you put on your sun cream, especially if you are in Tokyo. Yeah. Um, how did you feel about Italy's outfit? Ah, that, that I kind of expected that. There was nothing that, I mean, it was very Italy, I thought. Yeah. I thought Bermuda's shorts were ridiculous. Um, I enjoyed Kenya's capes. Capes make everything better kazakhstan had a bit of a eurovision vibe with Mm. their uh flag bearers going a little bit different direction than the rest of them yes and i i did like how israel and ukraine went a bit uh, smart cash enjoy that Mm -hmm. czech republic were czech republic they're always going to be czech republic 
Oh, wait, they're not Czech Republic anymore. They're Czech, yeah. Anyway, you know what I mean. Czech House. <laughs> Always going to be great at the Olympics. Um, Didn't love Sweden's, going to be honest. Not not a big fan mm. of Sweden's. Also, their, their actual playing kits in these Olympics. Yeah, not a big fan. Yeah. Um, and Germany, I, I thought they were, you know, playing a quite cool Um but nothing, nothing offensive there. Um, members of Kyrgyzstan and Tajikistan entered the Olympic Stadium without masks against protocol. We'll have to wait and see what happens there. Now, my favourite bit of this was the pictograms, the 50 pictograms. They made their first appearance in Tokyo in 1964. Um, they've been there every year since. A small uh, image to represent each uh, discipline or event. Um, oh, it was so much fun, Chris. It was. It was. But if we want to talk about what's happening tomorrow, uh, I have exactly oh, yeah. 1 minute 30 left. <laughs> <laughs> let's give it what what's what should we watch tomorrow chris and by tomorrow we do mean this mo- this morning we're talking about midnight uh in gmt uh for our listeners in america you might be a bit better uh placed but yeah. go on right the beginning of the swimming and we the early heats with the quota athletes in the small nations you gotta love that they're all against each other perhaps there'll be no eric the eel but it'll be fun nevertheless uh, we do have we do have someone though from equatorial guinea mm-hmm. in the swimming pool so we might have a repeat dan martin and nicholas roach an irish perspective two cousins riding together for ireland in the men's cycling road race and for the handball fans it's going to be handball every single day during the olympics it starts uh tomorrow with Denmark against Japan the reigning champions take on the hosts on day one and that's at 9 30 <laughs> local time uh that's going to be fantastic much must see tv okay Chris we're going to let you go you've got to run off to do uh other sports yes. uh but we'll we'll hear back from you tomorrow I'm yes, sure we will. So with Chris gone uh what else is there to look forward to tonight and tomorrow morning well, Ireland's Philip Doyle and Ronan Byrne will be back on the water for the men's double skulls repechage. That's due to start at the rescheduled time of 1am GMT. The basketball 3x3s, which is making its debut at these games, will begin tomorrow too, which could prove to be a popular alternative to its often more disappointing, though more popular sibling sport. Gymnastics will start in earnest with the men's qualification rounds. And for those in Europe and Africa who may not want to stay up quite so late or indeed wake up quite so early, there will definitely be quite a bit of repeat coverage of this event tomorrow. One event I most certainly will be staying up for is the women's 49 kilogram class weightlifting final. This begins at 9.50am local time, so that's 1.50 GMT. This is the lightest class of these games and each athlete will be required to lift with a snatch before returning to clean and jerk. The clean and jerk sees bigger lifts, but the final weight score will be calculated using the best from each of the two rounds. China's Hua Jinhui already set the world records this year in Tashkent for the snatch with a lift of 96 kilograms. She also set the world record for total combined weight of 213 kilograms at the same event, setting herself up as very much the one to beat at these games. 
For those of you who value a night's sleep, never fear. Dressage for both individual and team events will begin tomorrow morning, 9am GMT. And the swimming will be brought to you live throughout the morning and early afternoon too. And with that, I am going for a strategic nap. Uh, myself and Orcris will be here each day with a quick update on the triumphs, the scandals and the heartbreaks of these games. And we very much look forward to having you join us. Special thanks to our guest sound editor, Tony Groves. Make sure you check out his impressive podcast empire at tortoiseshack.ie.